0: Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah who conquered the grave He was David's root and the lamb who died to ransom the slave He is worthy He is worthy of a blessing and honor and glory. He is worthy of this. The book of Revelation chapter 5 from verse 1. The Bible says, I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who sat on the throne. It had writing on both sides and was sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a mighty angel who proclaimed in a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to break its seals? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and to examine it. I shed many tears because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to examine it. One of the elders said to me, do not weep the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David has triumphed, enabling him to open the scroll with its seven seals. Then I saw standing in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures and the elders a lamb that seemed to have been slain he had seven horns and seven eyes these are the seven spirits of god sent out into the whole world he came received the scroll from the right hand of the one who sat on the throne when he took it the four living creatures the 24 elders fell down before the lamb Each of the elders held a harp and gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of the holy ones. They sang a new hymn, worthy are you, to receive the scroll and to break open its seals. For you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God those from every tribe and tongue, people and nation. You made them a kingdom and priests for our God, and they will reign on earth. Praise God. And then we read Revelation chapter 21 from verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The former heaven and the former earth had passed away, and the sea was no more i also saw the holy city in new jerusalem coming down out of heaven from god prepared as a bride adorned for her husband i heard a loud voice from the throne saying behold god's dwelling is with the human race he will dwell with them and they will be his people god himself will always be with him, with them their god as their god He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, or mourning, or wailing, or pain, for the old order has passed away. The one who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Then he said, Write these words down, for they are trustworthy and true. He said to me, They are accomplished. I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end to the thirsty I will give a gift from the spring of life giving water the victor will inherit these gifts and I shall be his God he will be my son praise God the seal is broken let us pray father in the mighty name of Jesus We thank you, we bless you, we honor you, we enthrone you, we glorify you. welcome your presence, Lord, as we seek to learn something new from your word, as we reflect on what you're speaking to us. Help us, Lord Jesus, to grow deeper in the knowledge of you, in love of you, in wisdom. Help us to have our mind focused on you, our eyes fixed on you, through every of our circumstances and situations for the greater glory of your name in jesus name we pray amen is anyone worthy is anyone whole is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll lion of judah who conquered the grave he is David's root and the lamb who died to ransom the slave. From every people and tribe, every nation and town, he has made us a kingdom and priest to God to reign with the Son. He is worthy, he is worthy of our blessing and honor and glory. Is worthy of this. Praise God. <clears throat> the topic for this meditation is the seal is broken. The seal is broken. <laughs> the thing is, we just read two scriptures that will guide us through this meditation. To know, believe, and accept. And behold the fact that nothing can be concealed before the king of kings. Nothing that can be concealed that he cannot break and open. He is the Lord. He is the Alpha and the Omega, he said. The beginning and the end. The eternal God. He has all the power to break any concealed agenda in our lives, any concealed situation, whether we perceive it or we don't, anything that is beyond our capacity to be able to handle or to deal with, anything that could bring tears in our eyes, anything that could bring sorrow in our hearts, anything that is beyond our human ability to comprehend, that could bring a negative influence or effect in our lives that has been bringing this day to day I believe it is the day of our salvation that when we come to realize that the seal has been broken by he who is the only one, the Lord of Lords, that he who is whole and able to break the seal and to open the scroll the Bible says that even John was crying because he wondered who is worthy to break the seal and to open the scroll and it is interesting because this scripture uh, revelation chapter 5 starts with this he said i saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who sat on the throne it had writing on both sides and was sealed with seven seals he could even see the writing yet the scroll was already the scroll um It wasn't open, so I don't even know how he could see the writing, (laughs) but it just shows us how deep um, this uh, divine experience was. And then he said that i saw a mighty angel who proclaimed in loud voice who is worthy to open the scroll and to break his seal no one in heaven or another under the earth was able to open nobody that is why today here and now the lord wants to remind us the lord wants us to have this engraved in our hearts that the solution to every of our problems, that the answers to every of our questions can only be found in him. There was no one in heaven or on earth before Jesus opened that scroll that could actually open it. If all this is happening in heaven, and we are just here on earth. He had just accomplished a very big task of carrying the cross to Calvary that uh, already reveals to us and reminds us that He is the final word. He has the final word upon our lives. He has a final say. So there is no human, no institution, no individual that has the final say upon our lives. The things that cause us to have tears run um, our eyes, the things that cause us to have sorrow in our hearts are connected with the fact that we feel helpless in front of our fellow human beings. We feel helpless uh, in front of institutions or this worldly uh, kind of solutions, but the Lord wants to present to us something new or a conviction deeper in our hearts to know that if he opened the scroll, if he broke the seals, and he was found worthy to do it, then there is nothing he cannot do. Then there is nothing he cannot do. There is no situation or circumstance that can be as uh, so difficult for him to do. In fact, that is why we have just read in Revelation chapter 21, when the Bible says, hmm, write these words down for their trustworthy and true, after he has spoken about establishing the new order, uh, his presence that will bring restoration, that no more tears, No more death, no more mourning, no more wailing. And I remember the song, there's a song we used to sing uh, that goes like this. No more crying there, we are going to see the King. No more crying there, we are going to see the King. No more wailing there, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. <laughs> well, this is, um, I think the major uh, direction is the second coming of the Lord. I also believe that before the second coming, because when we accept, when we receive Jesus, eternity begins here. That is why he died and rose again from the earth and he ascended into heaven. So I believe that um it is not just something that is going to happen when we see him but he gives us an opportunity to be able to experience his power his presence his grace while we are still here on earth so um <clears throat> the crying will stop here so when he says he talks about restoration when we read uh, in the book of isaiah when we read Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19 says, Remember not the events of the past, things of long ago, consider not. See, I'm doing something new. Now, it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? In the desert, I make a way in the wasteland rivers. So when the Lord says, remember not, it is because when we seek or constantly remember the events of the past sometimes or it happens that they can blind us from the new that the lord wants to do they can also make us to become um, or to develop a mindset that will will, self-limit we self-limit ourselves will cause us to limit ourselves and also limit what god can do because When you think of the victories of our past, we are bound we think of them too much, we are bound to have um, a mindset that only tells us that God can only move again in the same way. When you think of the pains and the sorrows of the past, we are bound to go back to that moment of that pain and that sorrow and experience the same pain and the same sorrow, meaning that Uh, that thinking that mindset will limit us we limit ourselves from being able to experience the new that the Lord wants to bring upon our lives every day every moment through every experience so it is a call for us to be able to open our hearts to open our minds and not to accept to put limitations for the Lord because this is how we limit we limit uh, ourselves and we also develop a mindset that limits what God can do when you have a self-limiting mind and when we limit what God can do then we might not be able to experience the new that the Lord wants to bring so that is the first step and while we are thinking about this so we are reminded the word of god is reminding us the lord wants us to remember this thing that he was found worthy remember jesus was exalted after uh, the road to cover the suffering the pain the death uh, the death the resurrection so he was glorified and given a place uh, that is above every other. He was given all authority, all power. He was given a reign. So that is why he's the king of kings. Hallelujah. He is the king who reigns. He is still reigning. It is not for us to say yes or no. We just have to accept because this is a divine Like, we had no clue what was going on when it was happening. So we found this to have happened. You and I, over 3,000 years ago, this happened. So while we are here, when you read the Word of God, we are here to just open our hearts and to accept and to receive it because it has already happened. Hallelujah the fact that the word is already established in heaven jesus came to establish the kingdom of god and we have to go back to the word of god and see and know and learn and seek him so that we get to know and to experience what he desires that we get to experience each day of our lives so when we look at this scripture And we see how John is crying and asking who is worthy. And the angel is asking who is worthy to open the scroll. And no one was found worthy. And then this causes John to cry so much. He shed many tears, the Bible says, because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and to examine it. Can you imagine if this is still the situation? That is their prevailing situation since that time till today. I don't even know if you and I will be here to see this day, but there is just a but because the next verse explains to us the next move, you know. And the Bible says, One of the elders said to me, 'Do not weep.' So when we read this verse, we find the answer to the first question, and the Bible says, one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Do not weep. So this is an elder telling John, this is the word of God. So this is the Lord telling you and I do not weep. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed enabling him to open the scroll and uh, with its uh, seven seals. So it means that if the situation, if the end if this 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 verse 4 was the end of this moment, end of this vision and end of this scripture, and no other solution was found, then that means today we will not be talking about Jesus being the answer. We'll not be talking about Jesus being the final word, having the final say. We'll not be talking about that. But because because there is a bug, something else happened. So the story cannot end in defeat. The concealed struggle, challenge, trouble, you know, experiences in our lives cannot end with that struggle, with that pain, with that sorrow. There has to be a change. The change comes when we believe that Jesus is the answer. The change comes when we get to know and to experience that if Jesus was found to be worthy, to open the scroll and to examine it, then it means that there is no concealed negative or evil agenda that he can change and cause a reverse of the thing to happen in our lives because he is the king who reigns and rules with majesty and power. The minute Jesus was glorified, he was given a mandate. He is the king. He is unlike you and I. We fail because we are human. He is already. <laughs> the minute that mandate was placed upon his life, this authority was placed upon his life. To reign and rule with majesty, the only one thing I know I'm assured and I believe is that it has not changed and it will not change and he doesn't need to take it seriously because he is the Lord. This thing is who he is. He is the king of kings. So it's not like he's sitting on the throne for one year and then we have to look for a king like what he do here on earth. It is a permanent. So he becomes the permanent solution to our temporary problems. He becomes the permanent answer to every question that we have. He becomes the only one who can break any seal in our lives. Anything that can look like, <laughs> oh dear, anything that might appear like a block, a barricade, um, a barricade. Anything that would seem to have no human answer or solution, the Lord can do it. And that is why we believe that what God cannot do does not exist. It shall not exist. That is why we have to keep believing that what God cannot do it does not exist; it cannot exist. it shall not exist. it shall never exist because he is the living word, he is the living word, he is the the living solution <laughs> to every problem, whether on earth or in heaven. He is the king. now the scripture tells us that. <laughs> Hey, hallelujah. Verse, uh, Revelation chapter 5 and verse 6, the Bible says. Verse 7, he came, received the scroll from the right hand of the one who sat on the throne. (laughs) It just gives me joy to imagine and know and and think of (laughs) the many things that, you know, we go through maybe here on earth as individuals, are many struggles and challenges. But when we get this revelation, (laughs) then, I mean, our mind is just elevated to another level. Our heart is elevated to another level. And then we just look at some situation and laugh at them because we know that he who sits in heaven laughs because he knows he has a solution. So he took the scroll and sat on the throne. And with amenity he held on the scroll, they all knew what to do. Hallelujah. Worship shifted. Worship shifted to him. It is when we get a revelation that the Lord Jesus, our divine Lord Jesus, who only was found to be worthy to break the scroll in heaven after his glorification. <laughs> hey he can still do the same in our lives you know he changes you know this this should just change our way of prayer it should just change our way of perception this should just change our way of um thinking mindset you know this is where our freedom is to know that if he opened the scroll <laughs> So it means there is nothing hidden, hidden in the human way that God cannot see. We already know that to be true. But we find it hard to believe that he still has the power to handle, to deal with, to sort out those issues that are beyond us. Because when we have not come to this point, to know that even everything else everything else. There was nobody who was found to be worthy. There was no one who was able to open that scroll. He opened it. (laughs) And it was so automatic. He just came sat on the throne. He got the scroll. So (laughs) all along this solution was there. And today we just need to remember that all along we have always had Jesus here. He has always been the solution to all our problems. But it is when we turn the whole 360 it is when we face him it is when we have that conviction that there's nothing he cannot do it is when we have that conviction and we face it with audacity and boldness declare it confess it and believe it beyond every doubtful doubt (laughs) that there is nothing concealed that could be bringing any sorrow tear struggle, trouble in our lives that the Lord cannot deal with, that he cannot break. Break means to reverse, to remove, to completely remove and to do what he already spoke that he would do. (laughs) In the uh, book of Revelation, he said, (laughs) he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no mourning, no pain. The old order has passed away. So what do we do? We look at Isaiah 43, 19 and see and pray that the Lord will open our eyes to see the new thing that He is doing through every situation of our lives, through every experience, each day, each moment, the Lord is doing something new. Even when we don't see it with our physical eyes, we can open our mouths and acknowledge that this thing It might look negative, it might look difficult, but as long as Jesus is the Lord and the King, and as long as he's sitting on the throne, as long as he has been found worthy to break the seals and to open the scroll, then it means that the the things that would have brought a negative effect in our lives I mean are powerless before the Lord. They have to be powerless because He has the answers. So we cannot live the same kind of life that we have lived with sorrow, holding on to pain and painful situations, holding on to um, things that He has not spoken, you know, negative things that He has not spoken. But we have to open our eyes, and rise up above all these situations and acknowledge when we confess the word of god we are welcoming the new in our lives when we confess that jesus is able and nothing is impossible for him we are welcoming we are literally opening our spiritual uh, awareness and spiritual heart to receive that which he only can do when we declare that nothing concealed in our lives that we are not able to face or handle or know how to deal with that he is able mm, to break every seal he's able, he's able to remove to remove everything that we are not able to handle and to cause a new thing to be bathed in our lives because he's a god of the new then we are just acknowledging and speaking to ourselves, opening our minds, um, destroying those limitations in our mind that make us not to believe that he is able to do what is beyond us and what no man can do. Jesus said, what is impossible for human beings is not possible for God. All things are possible with God. So, to be able to live in that um, possibility, to rise above every impossibility in our eyes in our lives it is when we confess even when you don't see it is when we confess even when you don't feel like it the other aspect of this uh, meditation is the fact that all these things are happening in heaven all these things are happening when Jesus is glorified because just before he shows up uh, John is recording and uh, now the vision that he saw <clears throat> and then whatever he was meant to see was meant to reveal Jesus. So if this, remember John was uh, calling himself the beloved. He was one of the disciples, apostles, now he's here. And um, in a very interesting, uh, it was a vision that he saw. So it did not end with defeat because he already saw, experienced the the journey that jesus had on earth so i believe that is why he had to be the one to see this vision so that today when we come to read the word of god we see the continuation of what happened it is a joy and a delight in my heart when i hear that actually is one of the elders the angel was asking john the question and I, I wondered why the angel would ask John the question. And I believe this question is bound to provoke us to think, is bound to provoke us to be able to to know that we might have a mind that limits us, but that is not how our story should end. It is also to he- um, meant to reveal to us what happened was when John had this, The Bible says he shed many tears. Now, why do we experience worry, anxiety, fear, sadness? I mean, name it, all the negative um, experiences, emotional experiences. Why do we experience them as human beings? Because I think we are wired in a certain way when in us we don't uh, see, um, when we, we see or when we experience situations that we cannot see an a way to deal with or to face, or we cannot uh, see a solution, then we are bound to get into another mode. Now, that mode is a dark mode because the dark mode will send us into stress, depression, worry, anxiety, fear. So at this moment when John Had this this word, the angel asking who is worthy to open the scroll, break its seal. No one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or examine it. And the question from the angel is who is worthy to open the scroll. And John in his mind he at this point he could not see anyone worthy. And this fact that is also a human way of us being able to, um, this is how we react to negative situations. And because of that, uh, incapability to see a solution, he shed many tears. But in the same vision, and we are told why, because there was no unworthy, Today, if we have found ourselves in a similar situation, we are facing this thing. It's like a big mountain, Mount Everest in front of us. And clearly we have tried with our own ability, with our own capability. Even we have asked people to help us. We have turned here and turned there. And no solution. We have gone to the doctor with this sickness. No solution because it's just darkness. The same situation is bound to happen. It will cause us to run into a valley of the shadow of death. There are too many tears, painful tears, sorrowful tears, tears of anxiety, tears of fear. But we are here to declare one thing and to confess that no more tears because the seal is broken. And I will say, like this scripture that I can see, my Redeemer lives. If Jesus lives, if Jesus is alive, then no more sorrow, no more tears. Our lives cannot end with where we are. This is why Jesus said that I'm going to prepare a place for you because he is the eternal God. He revealed himself as the eternal God, revealing to us that the end is not where we are, but he is the Alpha and Omega. The end is where he is. So any circumstance that has come our way, any moment of our life that we have found ourselves, faced situations that have made us to feel like it is the end, it brings many tears. But the word of God today reminds us that it is a new beginning if we allow Jesus to take over. Now, the elders... One of the elders said, "Do not whip the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has turned enabling him to open the scroll to the seven seals. Now faith, the issue of faith comes because um, Jesus said uh, John 3:16, "For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, shall not perish but have everlasting life." Perishing can start from here, I believe, because you can live a life that is self-defeating, pity party, I, me, and myself. And because of this connotation, then that means there's no peace. But when Jesus shows up, He changes that connotation. He changes that situation, and we come to believe that faith. It is not just something of the old. It is something we have to embrace, that and to acknowledge and confess that we believe in Jesus. We believe He's the one who died for us. We believe He rose again to set us free. And freedom begins from here. It is a freedom of mind. It is a mindset that helps us to believe that fear will not have us. That anxiety will not have us. sorrow will not have us that pain will not remain as long as Jesus has broken the seals then this thing has to be broken whatever is concealed that brings us sorrow in our lives that causes us to have anxiety or any kind of fear any kind of limiting mindset is already broken because Jesus opened the scroll and broke its seals so it means he has the power or the capacity to break any concealed circumstance in our lives to transform any situation, and to cause good to come out of it. And what is this good that, he said, Behold, I make all things new. Write these words down, for they are trustworthy and too, Just the same way he said it. He said, It is done. It is accomplished. It is done. You see, as long as the word has been spoken, it is done. So for us to be able to experience what this word says, that's why we have to confess it. We hear it, we believe it, and then we receive it. Then we live in it. We remind ourselves when these situations come on our face, when we have, we find ourselves in these moments, these circumstances that are self-limiting, when we feel like our mind is limiting us limiting god limiting what god can do in our situations we have to confess and remind ourselves and the word of god becomes alive and active at that very moment again now the last aspect is the fact that the minute jesus sat on the throne the minute he sat on the throne received the scroll from the right hand of the one who sat on the throne abba father everything shifted praise god now it is interesting that we see worship shifting. Jesus sat on the throne, received the scroll, and worship shifted. Worship shifted to where he was. And with worship, the Bible records that um the elders were presenting prayers, prayers um, and they sang a new hymn. So it means that when we come to the realization of what only God can do. What God cannot do does not exist. What Jesus has done, what he can do in our situations, then something has to shift. Our way of 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 um our way of communing with God has to shift. Our perception has to shift. Our worship has to shift. Our prayers has to shift because we know now Whatever he has spoken, it is yes and amen because the promises of God are yes and amen. It means that for us to be able to experience, to receive and to live in that that place where he has already spoken that victory, then we have to offer worship. We have to offer worship to Jesus. Worship, praise and worship is meant to help us to help us in our journey of salvation. It does not take or remove anything from Jesus. It is meant to benefit us because he is already, he is already worthy. He is already holy. He's already the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. He's already worshiping. He's already worshiped. He's already receiving the worship that is due to him. But for me and you, you and I, to be able to experience the fullness of what the Lord um, desires that we experience at this day, at this moment of our lives, at this season of our lives, then the secret is we have to learn to worship him, to offer our worship to, to God. And this worship comes with our prayers. We have to have worship. Our prayers change. We are not gonna petition or cry to him like we have no father anymore, but our prayers will be prayers of conviction conviction that he can do what we desire, that he has the answers to our problems, prayers of faith, believing that there is nothing that is impossible in his name, prayers of faith that he is the Lord, he is our God, that he died for us, that he is our Redeemer, our Savior, our Lord. Faith is crucial prayers of faith he said jesus said that you only need to have faith as small as a mustard seed you can say to any mountain move and you shall move prayers of faith are prayers that actually We don't have to tell God we have faith, but we are praying with faith that what we need, he can do. What we need, he has. That we belong to him. That he loves us. That he cares for us. That he died for us. To go before the throne of grace and mercy, like what you read in the book of Hebrews, with confidence, with confidence that he is a high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses. When we pray prayers of faith, we are believing and knowing that irrespective of what weaknesses or circumstances could be in our lives, he still cares. So any situation, there is no situation in our lives that is meant to keep us away from the throne of God. It is meant to cause us to run, to run to him because he is the only one who has solutions to our problems. So worship shifted. The prayers of the of the uh, holy ones were offered to him. Uh, uh, The Bible says, and this is, as the worship goes on, they sang a new hymn. The new hymn has different kind of connotations that he is worthy. He is holy. He is worthy. Worthy of our worship. Jesus is worthy of our worship. He is holy. He is holy. He is worthy. And he is so, so holy that when Isaiah was uh, allowed to see the worship that happens at the throne, the angels could not even uh, say holy once because he's just so holy. So that is why they said in uh, Isaiah chapter 6 that Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. The elders and the angels bow. The redeemed worship him now. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. It is not enough. It is not enough to worship him. When we get to experience the beauty, the joy of his presence, then worship, worshiping him becomes uh, something we look forward to at his feet becomes the place where we desire to dwell because he's already sorting out everything he is able he is faithful and all these promises that the lord has given us he said write these words down for they are true and trustworthy they are accomplished at our hearing they are accomplished at our hearing and he continued on to say i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end to the thirsty i will give a gift from the spring of the life giving water the secret the question is how thirsty are you are you thirsty enough to receive and to experience this new thing this new grace this new uh, life that the lord wants to give you and die this day That's a question for us to answer when we do the meditation. So let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we honor you, we praise you, we worship you, we enthrone you, we glorify you. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us something new. Thank you for coming to our aid. Thank you, Jesus, that you have been found to be worthy to open the scroll and to examine it. Lord by this word we believe and declare and I declare it upon every listener of this podcast that Lord you may help us to have faith arise in us. Faith that Lord There is nothing you cannot do. There is no situation that is difficult for you. There is no power that is greater than your power. That all authority has been granted to you. All power is in your hands. That there is no situation that you cannot deal with or reverse in our lives those circumstances that is difficult for you. You have all the answers that we need. Help us to believe that you are the solution to all our problems. You are the final word. Lord Jesus, oh we own you. We praise you and we bless you. We enthrone you above every situation. Help us to have faith arise in us, Lord, to believe that nothing concealed, nothing shall be concealed anymore in our lives because the seal is broken. The seal is broken when you see it. The seal is broken when you can't see it. The seal has been broken. When we feel it, when we don't feel it, help us to confess and to believe that that most difficult situation that has presented itself in our lives, even for generations, that you have the power to break it and to cause that new life to be bathed in a way that only you can do for the greater glory of your name and for our own good. Lord Jesus, I worship you. I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. I worship you. Oh, Prince of Peace, that is what. I long to do, I give you praise, for you are my righteousness, I worship you, almighty, mighty God, there is none like you. There is none like you. There is none, none like you, Jesus. There is none like you. There is none like you. We pray all this, believing and trusting in Jesus' name with thanksgiving. Amen.